ัสดีค่ะยินดีต้อนรับเข้าสู่ Bangkok Off Stage Podcast Thai English รายการแรกที่จะพาไปเจาะลึกแวดวงศิลปะการแสดงในกรุงเทพ Hello and welcome to the Bangkok Off Stage Podcast the first bilingual podcast on the Bangkok performing arts scene I'm Gelta and I'm Amitha In episode seven of season four, we talked to three members of one of the most enduring theater groups in Thailand, Bangkok Community Theater, or BCT. Bonnie Zellerback, Danny Wall, and Rick Hizon tell us what drew them to community theater, how they managed to stay connected and very active throughout the pandemic, and what's next for this 50-year-old English-speaking community theater. This episode is in English. ในเอพิโซดเจ็ดของซีซั่นสเราได้ไปพูดคุยกับสามสมาชิกของกลุ่มละครที่อยู่คู่กรุงเทพมายาวนานถึง50ปี Bangkok Community Theater หรือ BCT ซึ่งประกอบด้วยอาสาสมัครชาวต่างชาติที่อาศัยอยู่ในกรุงเทพ Bonnie Zellerback, Danny Wall และ Rick Hison เล่าให้เราฟังถึงสิ่งที่ดึงดูดเขามาทำละครแบบ Community Theater สิ่งที่ช่วยกระชับความสัมพันธ์ระหว่างสมาชิกช่วงวิกฤตโควิดและอนาคตของ BCT เอพิโซดนี้เป็นภาษาอังกฤษค่ะ Hi Bonnie, hi Danny, and hi Rick. Welcome to Bangkok Offstage. Thank you so much for being here. Thank yeah, you yeah, for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here. Let's begin with uh, so that people can get you, the listeners can get used to your voice. Could you each introduce yourselves and tell us what which role you play in the Bangkok Community Theater? We can start with Bonnie. So hi, uh, my name is Bonnie Zellerback, and I'm currently the chair of Bangkok Community Theatre, which we lovingly refer to as BCT, uh, Bangkok Community Theatre's uh, mouthful. I also am in charge of the costumes and props, all the assets that they're currently stored at my house. Wow. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, go ahead. Hi, um, I'm Danny, um, and I'm relatively. Newer, I think, uh, to the BCT committee. Um, I'm a committee member, uh, helping with the website, and uh, most recently, I'm also um, directing a upcoming production of Constellations that mm. will be happening in November. Wonderful. Thank you, Rick. Go ahead. Um, I'm Rick Hezon. Um, I've been with BCT kind of on and off since I was a kid. Um, I think the first show that I did with them was back in 2001, thereabouts. So. I would have been I would have been maybe 12 years old at the time. Um, anyway, um, I'm also on the committee. Um, I am uh, half of our social media team um, mm. for, uh, for for BCT. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. I mean, I do some do. I also, of course, when I get the opportunity, to take part in take part in productions and, and such. But uh, most most of what I'm doing at the moment is uh, is handling is helping with helping out with um, graphics, social media, and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, can you each tell us? I know this is not in the questions I sent you, but what do you guys do when you're not with BCT? What is your day job, basically? Bonnie, go ahead. Uh, well, I did work in advertising for many, okay. many years, um, but I, I no longer do that, uh, given my uh, advanced age and condition. <laughs> um, I do. Um, I actually do professional acting and voiceover work. Okay. Um, when when I when I can get it, but I'm I'm mainly retired. All right, Danny. Well, I'm uh, 
working as an international school teacher and I teach drama and also film oh, wow. uh, for ISB, yes, International School Bangkok. Uh, okay, so do you, are you a filmmaker as well or you mostly teach those two things? My background is actually in animation. Oh. Uh, so that that's stretching a long time ago though. Currently <laughs> I'm, I'm just a teacher, yes. Okay, wonderful. Rick? Um, and uh, I'm, I mean, I've been a teacher for the last while, something that I sort of fell into um, a few years back. Um, at present, I'm actually transitioning into a new role as, a, as homemaker and father. Um, we're um, expecting, my, oh. expecting my first daughter in, a, in about oh. a month and a half. So that's, Congratulations. Uh, that's Thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and where are you all from originally? Um, I'm, I'm from the oh. Philippines. Oh, you're from um, the Philippines. Okay. How long have you been in Bangkok? On and off about 20 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And Danny? Uh, yeah, I'm from the, the US, uh, from okay. California. Oh. Uh, yeah, but uh, this is my third year, second year in Bangkok. And oh, okay. uh, I've been teaching internationally in Asia for about 12 years. Wow. Okay. Years. Where else have you been? Uh, also in, uh, most recently in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur. Mm. I've also um, lived and taught in Shanghai, in um, Kaohsiung, Taiwan, and mm. uh, Tokyo as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and Bonnie? I'm also American, and uh, I've lived in Thailand for 32 years. I came here in 1991. Wow. wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you come to be part of BCT? I was working in advertising at the time, mm -hmm. and there was a person, a, a woman that I worked with in the office uh, who was involved with BCT. And um, it's actually a great story. I found her in her cubicle, uh, mm -hmm. hysterically uh, crying one, one evening. And I said, what's wrong, what's wrong? She was about to direct her first show for BCT. <laughs> and um, there was a, you know, last minute crisis and they were missing set pieces and it was opening in just a matter of days and she thought it was going to be a disaster. And then I need a, I need a chair. I said, well, what kind of a chair? Said, an armchair. I, I have an armchair. You can use my armchair. Said, it has to be a really beat up armchair. It's a really beat up armchair. It has to have a matching footstool. It has a matching footstool. So um, wow. by the end of the conversation, my entire living room furniture had become the set for uh, a, a production of Table Manners um, in, in uh, 1991. That was my introduction to BCT. And then I started uh, auditioning for shows and, and getting involved. And, and I'd never done any community theater before. I don't even know that okay. I'd ever seen a community theater production wow, before. Okay. So. Right. And what does it mean to you now, BCT? Because you've been in, with them for so long and now you're the chairperson and someone in charge of <laughs> costumes and props. It, BCT is my main creative outlet. Um, it's also uh, one of my best conduits for, for meeting new people and, and making friends. Uh, BCT is predominantly an expat um, association, not, not entirely, but predominantly. So naturally, there's a lot of turnover. And uh, as sad as it is to see friends go, the nice thing about BCT is every year there's an influx of, of new like-minded people um, and it, it's a great way, you know, to, to make new friends. How do you become a chairperson? Is it all uh, so, election? So, yeah, there's BCT structured with a, with a committee, a minimum number of 10 on, on the committee. 
Um, and the elections are held annually at our annual general meeting, uh, membership votes. It's, it's voluntary mm-hmm. position. Um, we're always desperately looking for people oh. to be on the committee. Right. Uh, people are people are generally very happy to audition and act in shows. Getting them to do other things is, is, um, is more difficult at times. Okay. It's a commit. It's a commitment, and people right. have busy lives, and so it, it's hard to take on more. Um, but yeah, both Rick and, and Danny, you know, are stepped up to the task. Thank thank goodness, and 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 the others on on the committee. So uh, yes, it, it's all done by by elections and. The chairman is specifically elected and the treasurer is specifically elected. Okay. So you, you stand for those two positions because they're officers. But all the other members of the committee are they are they just stand as a committee member. We have over over time, we have recognized that we need specific skills to to run the organization effectively. Mm-hmm. And so we try to get the rest of fill out the rest of the committee with people who can take on specific tasks such as social media or website or (laughs) whatever so so we we ask people to come on board taking on those jobs but they're not actually elected to take on those Mm. jobs they're elected to be a a general committee member right more than you wanted to know (laughs) (laughs) okay um Rick, how did you become part of BCT? Um, well, I was um, I was a student at um, I was a student at Bangkok Partner at the time when we when I did my uh, my first show with them. This was this was a long time ago when when BCT was still doing shows with um, you know, with with uh, with cast members who were minors. Um, which oh, okay. Stopped. Uh, well, when 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 exactly did BCT stop doing that? Well, we I mean. We only ever did it when a show required minors, yeah, right. and and yeah. so we it stopped prior to the time that we actively decided to stop. Right. <laughs> it's it's been it's been a while. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so that was uh, that would have been back around two thousand two thousand one, um, and then that was and then nothing uh, for nothing for a really long time. Graduated high school here, uh, went to drama school in Australia, um, and then a few years later wound up back in uh, back in Bangkok. And um, just by pure chance, they were doing uh, they were doing a pantomime um, in December. It was uh, Aladdin, um, and all of a sudden, the uh, the actor the uh, the actor playing Aladdin wound up having to uh, having to uh, having to leave town. So um, Bonnie uh, calls uh, Bonnie calls up Rocky, my mom, and um, I wind up coming in to, you know coming in to just do a very quick audition for it. And just like that, I was I was I was back I was back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've kind of I've been I mean, I've been with BCT uh, you know, been been with BCT ever since that would have been back in 2016 I believe. And but you studied you studied theater as well in, in Sydney. Uh, yeah, in Sydney. Yeah. I see. I see. And Danny, how did you come to be part of BCT? Well, I think it. I'm going to go as far back as my time in Tokyo when I started oh. when I was teaching there, in the sense of. Uh, I discovered community theater there, um, mm-hmm. and it became uh, for, first just something as a fan that I would go and I would enjoy the shows, and um, but then becoming a, a member with Tokyo International Players um, mm-hmm. and being sort of a patron to them, as well as okay, just help let me help you move some chairs around and set up mm. things, and then eventually becoming part of different casts. Uh, as well, and and then when I would move my location because my work changed or my my setting changed, um, I found out that there were other community theaters uh, mm-hmm. group in those cities as well, and cool. um, so I knew 
when I was moving to Bangkok, I knew kind of what I wanted to find. So it was very welcoming. Um, mm-hmm. It was the middle of the, we're at the height, I guess, of the beginning mm-hmm. of the, the, the COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, and I was living in Kuala Lumpur at the time, but I knew I was coming to Bangkok and mm-hmm. I knew I was going to uh, want to find a community. And uh, I reached out to Bangkok Community Theater, even though I was not necessarily in Bangkok at the time. Right. <laughs> Uh, joined that we were doing some online play readings at the time right. uh, over Zoom. Ah. and uh, we I was able to even participate there and then when I came to Bangkok physically um, it was just very natural to come on board yeah right yeah. very nice and uh, the term community theater because in Thailand we don't have this equ- the equivalent really in, in Thai um, and we, when we say, oh, theater practitioners who work with communities, we think, oh, they work with marginalized communities, the urban poor, or like the ethnic minorities, or something like that. And, you know, using theater more as a tool for empowerment. But in the English-speaking world, I think that's a very different thing. Uh, can you, Bonnie, can you start with that? Because even you said before you joined PCT, you were like, what is community theater? You had never seen a production by them or anything like that. For you, what did, what did it mean? And did, did it really surprise you or what did you like about community theater that you decided okay, well, to stick with it? You know, the, the, the term community theater simply means that everybody's volunteer. They are unpaid. The, the actors are unpaid. The directors are unpaid. The stage manager is unpaid. Professional theater, you're paid. Mm-hmm. That, that is literally the difference. Mm-hmm. How, however, um, because I, another word for community theater is amateur theater, right. amdram, am, amateur dramatics, which literally means lover of theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who do community theater do it for love. They don't do it for a career. They're not doing it to pay the rent. They're mm-hmm. doing it be, be, for, for the love of it. Now, some people who do that are not very good. And, and I think my, <laughs> my, my idea prior, I know Rick and Danny are laughing, um, my idea prior to ever seeing a community theater production, and maybe I did see one as a child, I don't know, but my, my impression was that it was going to be a bunch of people who didn't know how to act doing a mm. bad job. That, that's oh, what okay. I thought community theater was going to be, which is what I, I had a negative impression mm-hmm. of it. And I went to see my first BCT show simply to support my friend who was directing it. I expected to have to, you know, plaster a smile on my face and say, good job. But they were amazing. I I have seen I have seen professional productions that were not as good as that production that BCT put on. And uh, I mean, that's so. So, you know. Now, what do I think? I, I know how good I will go see a, a community theater production anywhere. I'll do mm. a little research and find out how well uh, regarded the organization is. But I, I have now learned, I've been educated that it that it simply means unpaid. It, right. it, means, no, it means no more than that. Okay. And Rick, I mean, you studied, the, you went on to study theater. So what does it mean for you? And like, do you have the impression now, like Bonnie did, or absolutely, you know, absolutely. You know, you, you there is this idea, this very mm-hmm. prevalent idea that 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 am, that anything done by amateurs is not going to be as good as something done by professionals. Right. Um, and you know, certainly through my experience working with BCT, I know that that's simply not true. I have seen professional shows in the theater capitals of the world that are that I can say are worse 
than the things that BCT has put on are more banal, more more basic, essentially. Um, and that that um, it's the fact that people are doing it for love, and mm -hmm. we're not we're not necessarily looking for you know we're not necessarily looking to make you know huge profits obviously we want to be financially you know financially sustainable we always aim to break even with our shows but that's not ever really the real priority it's about providing that outlet to our members mm -hmm. that lets them explore their creativity lets them have an opportunity to get on stage um and and you know and 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 to be a part of this you know to be a part of this family and to do you know and, and to just really enjoy themselves creating something um uh, yeah and that, that's that's something that that's yeah. You know, it, it's hard to find opportunities. Uh, hard hard for you know for for, for expats to find uh, you know to find the opportunities to do the kind of work and to, to engage with you know with the kind of community that we that we offer. The only thing that we don't offer is is pay, but mm -hmm. they'll happily you know. But but people you know people will happily be a part of something just because it's just because they love it. Mm. And that's why you return. I mean, even after did you. Do you ever want to eventually do professional theater or oh, anything yeah, like absolutely. that? Absolutely. If you know, if if the you know, it, when, whenever the opportunity to do something, to do something in a professional, you know, in a professional context comes up, I you know, I, 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 I I take it. Mm -hmm. um, but when but with BCT, there's um, I find that the kinds of shows that this is, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking pre-pandemic here because things, <laughs> things right now, things right now, I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about this. Things yes. right now are a bit, are a bit weird. <laughs> um, but, but the, you know, the kinds of shows that were being done pre-pandemic, we were, you know, we were looking at, um, what was the last thing? I, I think the last show that I did was a, was a William Inge play Bus Stop. But there, um, there was a musical that I was in um, back in 2017, I want to say. Um, 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, which is just such a fun, such a delightful, uh, such a delightful musical. Um, and um, not only, you know, uh, not only, not only was it a, not only was it a, a great show that got, you know, that got really well received when we ran it, um, but the the people that I met working on that show, the people that I worked with, we actually still, you know, we even though only I think four of us are still left in are still left in Thailand. We still, you know, we still catch up with each other on. Wow. We still catch up with each other on Facebook. We we still, you know, we still we still check in on each other. Um, and that's I think that's really the most beautiful thing mm -hmm. about you know about particularly um, am, uh, amateur dramatics mm -hmm. is this sense this this much more meaningful sense of community because we're not mm -hmm. it's not a professional thing. We you know we're not we're not looking to one we're not all we're not really looking to one up each other nice, yeah. or anything. We're we're really looking to work collaboratively to make you know to, to make wonderful art yeah and you rick you've been in so many community theaters in asia are they all similar or oh no sorry uh, we're not rick <laughs> danny i'm so sorry danny <laughs> uh i think that that same spirit that that both rick and uh, bonnie are talking about are is definitely um prevalent throughout um the different uh, places that i've been to and uh, it it and again, it starts with that um, both that love of theater, but also this this desire to to make art collaboratively, as as Rick was saying, um, and Bonnie alluded to earlier. This is our expression. This is this is our opportunity to put art out there in the world and 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 enjoy it. Um, it is a it's a long process to do, you know, um, and uh, we we are always appreciative of 
of uh, the audiences that that come and want to, to to support us and engage with us that way. Um, that that feeling um, is is I think constant in any of these uh, community theaters. Um, uh, yeah, regardless of the city. Nice. And um, Bonnie, could you tell us a bit more about how, maybe a bit of history of the BC of BCT and how it operates apart from you know the committee itself and how you guys come up with ideas and things like that, or you know agree on which productions to do, how many productions per year, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. So BCT is celebrating its fiftieth anniversary. We wow. we were formed in 1972. Uh, prior to my time in Thailand, <laughs> yes. um, but there were two pre-existing organizations, a, a British group and an American group. It was like the British Dramatic Society and American Community Theater, I think, something like that. Anyhow, they were apparently, as, as the BCT lore goes, um, they were always poaching each other's talent when they were doing shows, and so they finally agreed to combine forces and uh, create Bangkok Community Theatre. So, so that's how the group uh, came about. Um, we, as I said, we've got 10, 10 committee members. We stage pandemic in a non-pandemic world, um, uh, about three to four productions a year. That's, that's the goal, but it, but it all depends on volunteers. I mean, if nobody steps up and says they want to direct something, then, then we don't, we don't have anything. So if, it really depends on what kind of a, of a community we have supporting us at, at any period in time. I know a lot of organizations in other parts of the world will plan a year in advance. You know, they'll do one children's show and one drama and one musical and one, I don't know, murder mystery or something. You know, they, they will try to plan out something for everyone. We have tried to plan a year in advance but the, the fact of the matter is that uh, many of our members are transient and people will yeah. commit to things in January for November and by November, they're no longer living in the country. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so, we, so we really don't plan more than six months out okay. at, at a max. Um, and, and that we have to do that because we've learned if we do anything else, we end up having to change the plans constantly. Um, but it also means we're always kind of scrambling for for the next thing, which is not an, an ideal situation to be in. Uh, the committee doesn't come up with the productions, mm. um, although the current one, Danny is on the committee and, and he had a production he wanted to do, so that is the one that we're doing. But we, we ask for submissions from the membership or could even be somebody who's, who's not a member. Um, if, if they submit a play to us that they would like to direct or produce, uh, then we read it first as a committee, um, decide if it's something we think would be good for uh, our, our community, both in terms of the audience and in terms of our, our players. Uh, and, and most things are, I mean, maybe the only things I think we would turn down would be things that were, uh, I don't know, bad, just really bad scripts right. <laughs> um, or, or perhaps offensive in, in mm -hmm. some way. I, I don't know. Um, but but if it's a good play, uh, chances are you know we would be excited to do it, and then the we would help the whoever brought it to us. We would help advertise the need for producers, directors, you know the other people to to fill out the production team because obviously the the show can't go any 
can't take the next step and, unless you have the key production team roles filled. And that's usually the, the critical uh, junction for any BCT show is making sure we can put together. And, and getting that team for any show means you have to find a, a key number, a certain number of people who are as passionate about that show as you are to, yes. to then be willing to put the time into it to take it to the next step. So you guys audition? Oh, well, oh, so that, that happens after. Okay. After the, after uh, this the, is right. So you've, you've got to have the show. You've got to agree on the show. You have to have a budget that makes sense. You have to find a venue. And venues are very hard to come by in Bangkok. Right. Um, after all of that is done, oh, and get the rights. Sometimes we can't get the rights. Sometimes the <laughs> rights are available in other countries, but they're not available in Thailand. Okay. Got all of that. Then we announce auditions to the general public. Okay. Um, and, and we never precast. Auditions are always open to the general nice. public. The show gets cast and then goes into rehearsal, which is where Danny is right now um, with his oh, okay. production of Constellations. Oh, okay. And where do you guys get the money? Sorry, because do you sell tickets as well? Or how do you come oh, up with the money? So, okay. so um, we, we have money in the bank that we okay. earned from some shows. Um, our main goal is to break even on shows or make just, you know, a little extra for admin expenses. Uh, so we sell tickets. But frankly, most of, uh, most of the time, our ticket, we can't charge a high enough ticket price to cover our expenses because right. theater rental and light, lighting rental and sound rental has become so expensive. We have to get sponsors. Okay. So that, that's a whole nother okay. wow. <laughs> thing to, because to, you know, if you had to charge, I don't know, 2000 baht a ticket to cover your costs people probably aren't going to pay that for community no. theater. So, so then you, you still don't end up with that money in, in hand. Right. So. Okay. Who are the audience do you find to, of BCT? Have they changed the audiences? Have they changed over time or it depends on the production? Yeah. For example, who you cast in the production, for example. It, both. I mean, if, if, it depends on what the production is. So, for mm. example, in January, we did uh, The Emperor's New Clothes, which was a show um, specifically designed for children four to nine years old mm -hmm. uh, and, and, their, and their parents. So it was mm -hmm. little children and their parents. Rick, Rick was in it. And um, it, it, obviously that, that makeup was a very English-speaking, multinational audience mm. of little children and their parents right um and if we do a big uh, pant a pantomime that would be a similar type of mm. audience if we did uh say shakespeare that is likely to be a much older audience although we might get school groups of high school students coming mm -hmm. to that but certainly we, we wouldn't get anyone under the age of 12 um and it would more likely be more expatriate because of the familiarity of Shakespeare and the difficulty mm -hmm. of the language. Uh, so comedies, musicals, children's show, they all draw uh, different audiences. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just oh, to add yeah, to yeah, that, I mean, one, yeah. of the other, one of the other big ways that we kind of expand into different demographics, different markets is through the people who are involved in the yeah. shows. Because obviously the best, way, the best way to get someone right. in there is for someone who's actually either acting in it or is one of the designers for it or the director or the visa or whoever to, you know, just grab some of their friends and say, hey, we're doing this show, come and get a ticket. And right. that's, you know, that is actually one of the ways that we've been able to expand into, into sort of different territory in terms of our mm -hmm. audiences and eventually our membership in the past. 
Mm-hmm. And how much does a ticket for BCT production goes for? Depends. Depends on the sh- depends on okay. the show. We okay. we we budget we budget, but we try to keep it as low as possible. Right. Um. The Emperor's New Clothes was it three hundred baht, two hundred baht, somewhere around Gosh, there. I, yeah. I can't I, remember now. Okay. It, it, and that and that included um uh, making a craft beforehand. I think it was maybe it was two eighty. A- anyhow, but then if we're doing something in a in a big theater. I think minimum price for that is going to be 500 baht and it may mm-hmm. be 800 baht simply because of the cost of the theater rental. Right. And big theater, which, which venue has been the biggest you've been in? Um, the very biggest theater that we performed in at the time was called the Bangkok Playhouse, but now it's okay. um, a huge building called Creative Industries on Petbury Oh, Road. yes, 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 but, yes. But create, it, it has three theaters inside. Right. One is the huge, I think now it's a 900 seat theater. M theater. And then, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right. Bangkok yeah. Playhouse is now M Theater. And that's, yes. that's the biggest, that's the biggest venue that we've ever played. Ah, okay, okay. So it's pretty big. Okay. And uh, you said earlier that you no longer cast minors. What happened to that? Why do you no longer work with children? So it's not <laughs> that we would, that we wouldn't. It, it is possible that a show would come along that mm-hmm. had a child in it and, and, we would then consider whether we wanted to do the show or not. But as a rule, we have decided we would prefer mm-hmm. not to work with minors simply because we don't feel we can offer um, the child protection that, that they require. If you mm-hmm. look at other organizations around the world, um, there's, there's a lot of concern about how, how children are safeguarded, particularly in community activities. You know, Parents drop them off expecting that their children will be safe and that somebody's going to keep an eye out for them obviously we're a big organization we might have one person rehearsing with dancers over here and somebody else rehearsing with somebody else over here we can't keep an eye on the children at every minute of of every Mm. hour of every day Um, and we felt we were not able to keep to the standard of of child safeguarding because we simply don't have enough volunteers or a small group Makes so, sense. you know, if we were a bigger group, we might be able to. I mean, you guys, do you want to add anything yeah. to that? Well, I, well I, I would say that I think that is certainly a, a concern. And some of it, though, is also a basically logistical kind of thing, being amateur theater. We're not professional actors. So for a lot of us, this is, uh, you know, we fit it into our schedule wherever it can. So it might be a late rehearsal. It might be... Yeah. Uh, spread out over several weeks. Um, so because of the variability of the schedules and where we might have to be for locations of, of venue for rehearsals or not, uh, I think it's just too um, complicated, too variable. Yeah, yeah, too complicated sometimes to add uh, this other little random thing there. So so keeping our um, focus on, on, um, on what we can provide well, I think is probably part of the right. decision. So what are some of the BCT traditions and regular activities? I, I read that you guys have done Fringe Festival and, and all of that. Are those still going on? I mean, I understand that now it's still pandemic time. So can you talk a bit about that? Well, I mean, yeah, we did do what we have done um, regular annual Mm-hmm. Um, an annual fringe festival um which uh, that was happening earlier on you know earlier on i think during through through the through the uh, through the 2000s and then it stopped and then it came back again so it has been kind of an on again off again sort of thing but 
for the few years leading up to the pandemic, yeah, there had been there had been there had been one. I think every year, yeah, you know, the pandemic obviously was a big upset to any to any kind of live events. Um, we actually did um, sort of do a semi fringe type thing. It was called BCT Shorts, which uh, can actually be found on our YouTube channel. Mm. Um, just a, little plug there um and it was a uh, it was a way for our members to still be able to engage in that same kind of fringe festival activity putting together small shows um mm. with you know small shows with low risk um the only difference was that obviously everything had to be filmed instead mm -hmm. um and this went through three different iterations um kind of adjusting and tweaking the formula as as it went so the first one well, the only, the only, I think the only stipulation was it's going to have to be filmed, you know, filmed, recorded, and mm -hmm. then uploaded. And the quality was just so variable because the different ways of producing the different, the different shorts were so variable. Mm -hmm. um, so the following, uh, the following one, we did three, I believe, with just three. Yeah. So um, this, the following, uh, the following edition um, was put forth with the idea that it should all be done, all everything should be filmed in mm. Zoom. Oh. So that we would, so that we have this very concrete structure that everybody's okay. <laughs> going to have to stick to. Um, playing into this this whole Zoom theater, you know, this whole right. Zoom theater thing that came about during the, you know, really during the pandemic. Right. Um, then, then of course, the issue we ran into there was that some of the, you know, some of the material was, um, you know, some of the material, the, the material didn't feel uniform, mm. um, and we also felt like, um, you know, we also felt like people didn't necessarily want to be dealing with heavy, you know, with heavy drama, heavy subjects, mm. and some of the scripts that were, that, that were pitched that wound up being shot down were extremely dark and extremely heavy. We're like, look, we're, we're living through a time, we're living through a time when everybody's <laughs> locked inside. It's all very apocalyptic. I think we could use, I think we could use a bit of, you know, a bit of light in our lives. So the third and final um, edition of BCT Shorts was all like the, it was, has to be done in Zoom, has to be recorded and has to, and has to be a comedy. Um, and uh, after that, I got, you know, we might have done another one, but then, uh, but then restrictions, res yeah, restrictions started easing. So it was like, no, it's time, it's time to, it's time to actually do this in a real space with real people sitting in front of us right. instead of instead of all this stuff around screens. And you guys have. To, oh wait, can you talk a bit about Fringe Festival? And usually, how does it work? Is it just anyone submitting, and how long does it go on for? Pretty much, yeah. Um, um, I mean, it's it's a fairly it's a fairly um, it's a fairly open it's a fairly open pitch. Um, when we when we begin pub when we decide to do a fringe, um, we just begin publicizing it to to the membership um, and to uh, well, actually to anyone who'd be interested in in um, in directing a piece. Um, fringe for BCT has typically been sort of a, it, it served a couple of purposes. One is that it's kind of a proving ground um, for people who may not have directed, mm. directed shows for us in the past. Mm -hmm. And so it's a way for them to kind of, for us to kind of test drive them and see, you know, mm -hmm. can, is, you know can, can, you put, can you put something together and is it gonna be, is it gonna be fun to watch? The other is that because there are say maybe eight, nine, 10, 12 different, 12 little, little shows happening, it's great it's great for recruitment right um the auditions we have a we like when we've done a fringe in the past the auditions are it's a much 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 bigger turnout right. than than even when we do a panto or a musical 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, can I also, can I just clarify, sure. a fringe festival in, in other countries often means that people bring a ready-made show and perform right. it at the festival. BCT's Fringe Festival is all within BCT. Mm-hmm. We, the, the directors say they want to direct and mm-hmm. we give them the parameters within which they'll have to work and they agree or they don't agree. And then they, and then, so they do it or they don't. And then um, they choose scripts, which we have to approve. So okay. that, you know, there's no plays majesté or whatever, you know, we make sure that the, that the scripts are okay. Um, and then we hold group auditions. So it, it's all, it's all done Very within different. Yeah. the, yeah, it's within the BCT umbrella, but it is, a, yeah. as Rick says, it could be 13 different, um, one act plays or a sketch or a song or that we've lots of different stuff can can be part of one of our fringes and it's usually just um two nights that's right usually oh, okay what, okay what we do yeah i think that's that's the other difference is that the vol- the volume of the volume of shows and the length of the, the length of the shows as well um you know where whereas at a fringe festival you're looking at something that's kind of you you know you're looking at um you're looking at fuller pieces, so many yeah um, and and you're looking at a lot of them over a long period of time with BCT exactly. we you know we'll we'll book we'll book a large space for we'll book a large space for a weekend maybe two weekends um right. and every night is every performance is going to have the same lineup right don't so you guys only have, sorry maybe go ahead like two hours we, um, I was just going to, to say that usually it's it's about uh it's about maybe two and a half hours uh, uh, two and a half hours total runtime um that we that we do at every every show okay and what about don't you guys have cabaret or something like that or is that just an online thing did I what did I see it on your Facebook or something no <laughs> I'm not I'm not, I'm not sure what you're thinking of okay, we have a club a, night we have we have a club, club yeah, night. Yeah, yes yes I think club, maybe club, that Club nights are once a month, and oh, so wow, they, okay. they 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 are participatory evenings, um, and we try to get our members and people who aren't members to come in and be guest hosts. So we've done um, we've done you know a makeup workshop, we've done uh, uh, improv tips, we've done um, uh, what is it you know theater uh, what's the word I want you know stage combat. Stage combat, that's the one I wanted, stage oh, combat. Okay. Um, we just had our club night for September, uh, Friday, and it it was a quiz, it was a quiz night. And a lot of it was theatrically, uh, it wasn't entirely theatrically related, but a lot of it was, it was a really, really fun night. Right. Um, so yeah, so, so but there, but we try very hard to make our club night something, not just a lecturer talking at okay. people, but getting getting people up and, and, and moving and or participating in some way. Right. Bonnie, you said earlier that the community is so transient because you really don't know who's coming, who's going when, and all of that. How do you, apart from club night, for example, and doing productions, do you guys do other things? Or as, as a chairperson, do you do any anything else to help foster a sense of community to kind of keep people together or kind of, you know, I, drum up the enthusiasm to do productions? I think in terms of the... Um the existing membership you know we have a private uh, bct members group on facebook where people can talk to each other and 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 you asked before about people doing professional work a lot of our members also do professional work and we encourage them to post if if they were in a film or whatever to share that with with you know the other members to, so we can all cheer each other on or to also go see them perform in some other production you know there are other groups in Bangkok there's other places that that do theater and and we try to support them as well uh, so that's one way we also have a weekly newsletter that that goes to our membership 
Um, I think in terms of building membership beyond what we've got right now, that's actually a really important uh, focus for BCT because the pandemic has has shrunk our membership. You know, we've, you know, Rick mentioned before that we get a lot of our members from auditions for shows. Well, we haven't been doing live shows for three years because of the pandemic. So we haven't had auditions. So our that that main way of bringing people in and also people coming to see the shows who might not have known about it and then joining because, oh, now they know about it. All, none of that has happened. So our, our membership, I think, is smaller now than, than perhaps it's been in the last 20 years. Uh, and so that's that's a, something we really have to look at. And I don't have an answer for that yet, but, but that's, that is something that we have to work on. And I mean, as well as that, through you know, through the pandemic, we lost a lot of really key members who were very, very active in in, in BCT. Um, and that we, you know, that it's very, it's difficult to replace someone who's been with the organization, who served on the committee for a few years, and knows this, you know, knows the system, knows the, you know, knows the people, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they, you know, they wind up getting, you know, getting, getting a, uh, getting a job somewhere else, um, or decide that they. One of the things with the pandemic is a lot of people realized, I don't you know, what if what if this happens again? I don't want to get stuck away from my home country. And so they wind up going we're going back. Um, um, and so it's it, you know, they, we're in at the moment in terms of membership, um, a really big transitionary period, um, a, a, like a like a, a full on changing of the guard, really. Wow. OK. And uh, what's going on? Uh... How has you know? How did you guys deal with the pandemic? I mean, Danny, you came at in two thousand nineteen, or you came yes, like yeah. at during the pandemic, right, or right before? I did uh, during. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, interesting time to transition yeah. uh, into a new country for sure. Um, but at the time, there was also um, uh, something that that was very regular that, that BCT did, which was the online play readings. Um, and at the time they, they really did help build, you know, that community and connect people. And it was a very regular um, thing for a while. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I think, I think it was, it was just a lot of connecting over there. I think even club nights were virtual for a long time. I think they just, I think just this last one we did was the first one that was a live event. So um, transitioning into Zoom for for most of the stuff has been has been the way we've been operating. You know the fringe that's you talked about, um, and these other club nights and other events. They we sort of just shifted into being virtual like this uh, for for most of it. Yeah. And Bonnie, how do you deal as a chairperson? In my job as a chairperson, I is no more than any other committee members in in terms of, of this. You know, we we all share share the weight of, of keeping the organization going equally. Um, I think I'm, I'm just there to spearhead conversations more than anything else. And when make they the can, decisions can... that none of us want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually, I, and I just remembered when Danny was talking about the online play reading. So they were happening. They started in April of 2020 when we were on lockdown and we did them once a week. So we wow. were having an online play reading once a week. We did, I don't know, 40 some odd play readings in 2020 and another, I think 50 some odd in, uh, in 20 or, or maybe 48 in 2021. And we're still doing them now, but now they're on a bi-monthly basis. Okay. Although they, they, they may be coming to a close because people have, have 
gotten back to their their normal lives but we did that and also in 2020 when when um when we were on lockdown we started doing online watch parties once a week i think play readings were tuesdays and the watch parties were thursdays i think and um we would find uh copies of of shows um that had been videoed like good plays quality right and and we found this site that we could you could log into and it's I don't even know. You, you don't watch it at the same time. It's right. like like screening it on Zoom, although we didn't have that technology at the time. The technology for online sharing has, you know, improved dramatically over the last right. two years. So it was pretty rough in in April of 2020. Wow. But um, so we would we would get together and we would watch, you know, movie and and um, Andrew Lloyd Webber made a lot of his musicals uh, free online, and so right. we would you know we would get together and we would watch those, and so we would always publicize that to the membership that here's where we can all meet. And, you know, you'd get that little sort of chat window down the side. So you'd be at home, but you'd all be watching the same thing and you could sing along at home and you could text and decide, that's my favorite song. (laughs) What was that experience like for all of you? I mean, weekly uh, play reading, seeing each other so much and plus watch parties and everything. What was that like for you guys to be online together so much? Gosh, well, it, I was, think... it was liberating. Like, it was, oh, it was, really? it was wonderful. Um, I mean, because everybody was so hungry to do something. We had been stuck, you know, by, by April. Because um, I, 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 was, I was actually in the Philippines at the time. When did, uh, when did Bangkok go into lockdown in 2020? March. Uh, we went in no, March. March. Okay, March, so around yeah. the same time. And, you know, and that's the thing. Like, people were just absolutely stir-crazy. And especially those who really, really loved doing you know, doing things with BCT, you'd been cut off from that outlet. And so there was, you know, it was like, I certainly was extremely grateful that BCT was, you know, was doing these weekly play readings, was taking the club nights online, was doing these watch parties. It, you know, it was great. Um, I think the real challenge where things got tricky, it, you know, it, the twisted irony of it is that the thing we were all scared of, like, how are we going to stay relevant and how are we going to stay active and how are we going to, to, you know, to, to, keep, the, to keep this community alive through the pandemic? That actually was the easy part. Um, transitioning online, making use of the tools that were available, that was the easy part. The hard part is what's happening right now and the kind of you know, waking, up, <laughs> waking up from what feels like a bit of a dream and things are all getting started again and we don't quite know where bct fits into the new new normal as it's as it's taking shape Mm. and danny how was it for you did you have the same experience like was it liberating for you as well (laughs) i think it was the yeah it was very um i i I just can't echo what what nick was uh rick was saying um just uh especially being, you know, new to the country itself, you know, and, but being able to find like-minded people very easily um, and being able to feel that you have uh, even a virtual connection is, is very powerful. So, yeah, just, I just echo everything Rick was saying. <laughs> but, and Bonnie? Uh, yeah, um, maybe a little less liberating for me because I was running the weekly play readings and watch parties. So it was, it was a lot of work. Bonnie Um, had the most costumes though, when when people did start uh, accentuating their characters with some costumes. Yeah. Our, our play readings, um, you know, started off very, very simple and, and, and we didn't, 
we didn't even know who was going to be interested, but how many people would show up. And then, then, you know, after a month goes by, I go, okay, there's a regular crowd and, and people who didn't know, you know they'd never met each other before, but you start oh, okay. to realize, oh, that person's really funny. And that person's because we kept getting new people. I mean, the old people nice. knew each other, but new people, and they would bring different skill sets. And so, you know, I'd assign certain roles to certain people. Cause I think, Oh, I bet they could do, you know, a really good job with that. And then I can't remember who it was the first time, but somebody, or maybe it was Paul, one, one of our members, his character, it said in the script that he dropped his teeth. He was supposed to be an old man and his teeth were supposed to fall out. Well, unbeknownst to me, um, the ex-chairman of BCD has false teeth, apparently. And he let his teeth drop out purposely <laughs> when the characters did. And, and you know, everybody was falling off their chairs in, oh, in the Zoom. Great. Oh, in the Zoom great. call. And then I think that maybe the next week somebody else start brought a hat and somebody else brought it. And all, so all of a sudden the play readings became more and more theatrical over over time. And yes, since the costumes are at my house, I had I had access to them. <laughs> I want to I wanted to ask you, how do you end up with all the costumes and all the props at your house? And what does that look like? Um, so. Uh, we were very fortunate for many years to have uh, different moving companies store our costumes for us for free. Okay. And, and we and we have a huge amount. I mean, we have, I don't know, 40 cabinets and 100 boxes wow. of costumes. We have lots and lots. Um, and uh, um, sadly, a few years back, gosh, it's probably nine years or so back, um, the company that was storing our costumes at that time apparently had been leasing the property and the lease was up oh. I was I was away it was at Christmas time and I was away in the states and I, I get an email saying you have to move everything out in the next week and oh I, I wasn't even come I wasn't even coming back for two weeks so make a long story short they gave us a grace period um, or the new owners gave us a grace period um, but on the 10th of January I was back in Thailand for two days I had to move everything out of that storage. And the only place I could find that could physically store our things was my house. Because it, once upon a time, the people who, who, I mean, I rent this house, but it's got a big outdoor sort of garage area. Yeah. Um, somebody had had run an import export business out of this house once upon a time. And it was Perfect. my children's, it was my children's play area, but I think they were 14 or 15 years old at the time and they weren't using it anymore. So all the costumes and everything went in there okay. and we have we have searched for a new home for them because i having them at my house is not ideal for many reasons but most importantly for public access for the rest of the committee that's tricky um but but we have so much it, it's until we can find somebody who'll store it for us for free we, we can't afford to rent a place big enough to right. access it is the problem. Oh, wow. That's so, so crazy. So that's why it's at my house. <laughs> All right. Fingers crossed for you finding a free place to store them. <laughs> and, Thank uh, you. <laughs> what are some of your upcoming projects? Maybe Danny could tell us about that because you're directing. This is going to be the first production, in-person production, right? Well, I think we could, we could credit uh, oh, Danny's no. new clothes as our first production. So that was in January of this year. No. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, it was January of 2022. And then we were going to do a production right. um, this, this May, um, the Pirates of Chemo, which sadly Omicron hit and uh, we were not, we were performing in uh, the Queen's Circuit Center for Breast Cancer and it was deemed unsafe to have to bring an audience in there and you know absolutely under understandable it just right. wasn't you know 
post Songkran, the COVID levels really surged again. So we put the show on hold, hoping that we would be able to do it this fall, but actors and directors schedule are not matching uh. up this fall. So perhaps um, early next year, but okay. at the moment it's, it's, um, it's on hold indefinitely. So, so yeah, so Danny's will be the second. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead, um, the, the play is called Constellations. It's a play by Nick Payne. Um, and it uh, debuted maybe 10 years ago, 2012, uh, in London. And um, it's a very simple play. Uh, it tells the story of a couple, uh, just two, two people and their lives together. Um, the tricky part is, though, is that we witness their stories uh, through many different multiverses <laughs> so we uh, see them oh. get together but then we see them not get together we see them you know uh split up but then we don't see them split up and so we we kind of take their their journey of life on what it might be on what it could be and and um it's it's a very heartwarming it's at times tragic at times funny mm -hmm. um but it ultimately it's a it's a simple story a simple love story so mm. that's what we're, we're aiming for what did, why did you choose this play for now, for this time? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the story itself is very powerful. And I think that there's, there's some, like, I just think um, the world itself is just kind of trying to think about, well, what are the possibilities of, of life? Like, mm -hmm. there's, there's this thing that we can do, but there's also this thing we can do. And what if life looks like this? And what if life looks like that? So, so thematically, I think, there's something that we really want to explore and 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 understand, and I think this play helps us do that. Mm -hmm. um, and just we're we're also mindful though of of the physical restrictions of of trying to do live theater again. So mm -hmm. we're we're it's a very uh, small play, um, and it, it's it's a moderate running time um, for for a small audience, uh, and so we're we're keeping it. Um, I, we're keeping it uh, very simple, uh, mm -hmm. very um, low um, maintenance, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To see to see what happens. Yeah. And where is it going to be at? We're uh, we have a uh, very friendly uh, restaurant, the Garage, who's going to okay. help host us with their event space that's above their restaurant. Okay, lovely. So, uh, yeah, we're that's uh, on Sukhumvit near Tonglo area. So. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Any other upcoming productions or events that we should know of this year? You guys are keeping it low because of COVID, just in case. I think I mentioned- uh, Oh, I think maybe Bonnie, you can mention the, I mean, it's a yearly tradition to have a Christmas something. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we hope to have a Christmas party. Yes, as you know, COVID, COVID allowing. Um, but, but um, I think I mentioned earlier we don't usually plan more than a couple of months at a time. So, so right now we don't have anything past um, past constellations in terms okay. of, of actual productions. Okay. And I mean, given that one of the shows that was in that was ready to go on just you know wound up having I to know. get cancelled, I think I think I think everyone's being kind of cautious about you know, right. whether or not we really can commit or you know to you know to, to putting something on. It, like we, it, it really has to be 
you have to be it's a comp you know it's a weird balance of having to be extremely passionate about it and also being willing to let it go in the yeah, event that you can't I do know. it that's true that's true uh, yeah and the pirates of chemo was the second show we had to cancel we were in production with the complete works of william shakespeare abridged in oh, yeah. march and we were we were in our final dress rehearsal the set was built we were in the theater um whatever that was it was the 15th of march yeah but march 2020 the 15th of march i think is was our last anyhow we 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 shut the show down i think on tuesday and bangkok lockdown started on saturday so we would have we might have been able to you know do one or two performances before the lockdown happened but the news of of covid was scary at that time and we made the decision not to go ahead because we thought it was not responsible given what right. we heard about you know this this virus coming so we had hoped to be able to restage that but now there's only two of us still in bangkok who were oh, in that God. past so, okay <laughs> um so you know that's that that's that is unfortunately what happens if you don't get a show in in its time slot often it's not a matter of just doing it a little later it's having to re re-rehearse the whole thing because of so many cast changes that have to happen so right. it's um so yes yeah, so as rick says the the ability to be passionate and yet let go it's it's yeah. a fine balance to walk understandable and uh i know you guys are being cautious right now but what if you can just imagine any kind of future for bct what future do you imagine for bct we can start with bonnie <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I've, I've been watching BCT for 32 years. And I, I and as I said, it, it is 50 years old. So I would hope that, you know, 50 years from now, that there are people still getting together to do BCT shows, that, that BCT is still making audiences laugh, mm -hmm. um, that BCT is still making audiences think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, the best thing, isn't it? When they come out of a, a show and, and they, they end up having a dialogue. Um, mm -hmm. with the other people that, that they watch the show with that's you know sparked conversation um I believe in theater I believe that theater is an art form that that is not going to die out um, right I, I think it's going to continue I think it provides a need different from movie theaters mm -hmm. I think I think I think movie theaters maybe but, um, <laughs> but I think live theater has still has its a very special very special place it's a different it's a different animal. Right. So yeah, I'd like, I, I imagine mm -hmm. on my good days that that's what BCT will be doing 50 years from now. Nice. And Dandy, Danny? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that, you know, again, coming in to this uh, as the newest uh, member represented here, um, that, that um, uh, I've only seen it in its in its sort of virtual phase, <laughs> uh, more or less, and um, being able to just kind of emerge, you know, from the from that from the inside and open those doors and see the bright, you know, sunlight again, you know, <laughs> like that kind of um, picture is uh, what it was what I'm seeing um, and looking forward to, yeah, bigger bigger productions, better variety, like right. more bringing the community into it um, as it's meant to be. I think is, is where we're going. Any future production in mind that you like? This is your dream play to do. Can you name a few if you don't mind? Uh, that's I'm not going to put that out into the universe yet. Okay. Uh, until <laughs> until uh, yeah, short term steps. 
Yeah, certainly one of them, but but, uh, we'll have to wait and see. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Rick, go ahead. Um, well, I mean, when, when it comes to future productions, I do want to, I, I feel obligated to give a shout out to our dearly departed, very recently, very recently deceased um, brother, you know, brother to our family, uh, Mr. C. and Green, who was such a, mm-hmm. such an integral part of this community. He passed, uh, he passed over the summer from a blood oh. infection. Um, he was, he was extremely passionate about putting, you know, about putting, putting together ex- just really adventurous shows mm-hmm. and, and Providing experiences that people would not have th- would not have thought they'd ever have um, at the theater. Um, Bonnie was part of uh, part of one of his uh, you know, part of I think was that the last uh, the last live show he did for BCT Shipwrecked. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Shipwrecked was the last thing he directed. Because um, he also he had he although he was, although he made the movie that was the last thing oh, he directed right. yeah, but he, he made he his did, movie did, yeah he did he did he did a film which mm. was the first which was the first uh, I believe the first film that uh, the BCT you know the BCT produced proper um, proper film proper yeah. film oh, okay. not, not yeah. a zoom film. Um, little uh, little uh, not horror or uh, not horror I, I, hard to hard to pin down what exactly it was uh, it uh, what what exactly to classify it as. Not a horror, kind of a comedy film called Go. Um, and he, he was just such a wealth of ideas. Um, mm-hmm. One show that he really wanted to do that I was extremely excited about um, was a uh, was um, a Clockwork Orange, the uh, oh, wow. version, the stage adaptation of it that Burgess himself wrote um, was something that he'd been talking to everyone about, and we're like, this this sounds this sounds this sounds incredible. It sounds risky. It sounds yeah. incredibly ballsy, but it but but it could be such fun to, to such fun to watch, such fun to be in. Um, and, um, you know, uh, in terms of what the future is going to hold for BCT, I think that really depends on wh- how, how our feet land when we, you know, when we hit the ground and the dust settles. Um, we're in a stage, as I said, of, of, of probably one of the biggest transitions mm-hmm. that we've gone through. Um, the one thing that was really that was really encouraging to see was the number of new faces at at the auditions for constellations, which means nice. that we are still tapping into people who have not, you know, people who have not been a part of this community before. Um, they seemed really happy, you know, really happy to be there and to have the opportunity to to be a part of it. And the level of talent, like the thing is, the level of talent that you see in just random people who you know who, who seemingly walk in from the street is really surprising nice. um i mean i wouldn't i would say that at that audition we had uh, how many how many how many were there danny like what 10 ish thereabouts it, it wasn't it wasn't a huge turnout but i would say that absolutely none of them were were, were duds like you could see each and every one of them like even if you'd lost your, your first two picks you could have gone okay well we'll, we'll go with our backup and you know and 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 the level of talent would would still have been enough to make something happen. It's not it's not for lack of you know it's not for lack of a talent pool because the mm-hmm. talent is out there. People mm-hmm. are you know people just constantly surprise me when I you know when I when mm-hmm. I see what they're able to when I, when I see what they're able to bring out. Um, it's a combination of rebuilding our reputation after you know after because one of the things with going online yeah we did bring in a lot of new people but a lot of the people who were engaging with the play readings with the with the shorts were actually old members of bct who had left oh, bangkok okay. and it was it was a really lovely reunion um nice. but 
but obviously that doesn't really help us now that things are starting to right. getting started again. So I think the future is going to depend more than anything on on the new, you know, on the new demographic, the new, right. the, new the new membership base of VCT, which is still gradually building itself up right. um, as well as, you know, and, and you know, and, and that's that's what's going to help us mm -hmm. kind of re kind of rebuild or redesign um, the brand, the reputation, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> and uh, at this point in time, I don't think any of us know exactly how that's right. going to shake out. Um, so right. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to see what does happen, um, but but cautious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's not sound exciting uh and uh, can you just to end can you tell us where to follow you website social media accounts and of course can you repeat again when constellation is going to be where it's going to be and how you can buy tickets and follow the production right yeah so um we're on facebook um, we're on facebook if uh, if you search for uh, bangkok community theater um we'll be should be the first thing that pops up um we also post to uh, you know we also post to the groups uh you know to, to events groups nightlife groups um lifestyle groups um catering to predominantly bangkok expats because okay. that's always been the bulk of both our membership and our audiences um okay. although that said we have been seeing more and more locals um especially younger one, one thing that i would say about the about the direction of the future just to just to go back a bit is that <laughs> we've been seeing younger and younger people become oh, that's a part wonderful. of this organization which i think is yeah it's it's such a it's such a good thing to see um but yeah we're on we're on facebook we post to, you know we post to some of the groups and we have our own uh, our own page just search bangkok community theater and uh, there we are yeah bangkokcommunitytheater.com is our website it's probably the best place also with facebook instagram to get um up-to-date information um constellations is going to be in november 18 19th and the 20th at the garage and so 33 uh but uh the best thing to do is just to wait for the announcements and flyers okay. <laughs> as we post them in the next couple of months so yeah and i must say the website is really great because it as an archive i think it's really wonderful because you guys have been around for so long and you can really find everything there which is really really nice and uh any do you guys have instagram or anything like that or Twitter. Yes, or and we're okay. yes, and we are also we are also on Instagram. Um, again, um, Bangkok. Uh, the handle I believe is uh, at Bangkok Community Theater. Um, Twitter. We are not on Twitter. Okay. We are That's not fine. on Twitter yet. Um, we found we found that it um doesn't really it we what we can publicize on Facebook. People are going to read on Facebook, so it, it just seems it just seems kind of redundant, I guess. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, to, guys. Oh, yes, go ahead. I just Bye. I just wanted to add for people who are interested in, in maybe getting to know a little bit more about BCT, but, you know, don't want to commit. Um, <laughs> they, they, you can people can come to a club night uh, oh, yes. just as as a guest. Um, and so 100 baht if you come as a guest. Club nights are free to members, but they're 100 baht for other people. So um, that's a way of kind of going, OK, who are these people? I mean, you won't see everybody, but you'll see whoever decided you know, to show up that night and you get to participate in whatever that month's activity is. And the club nights and the play readings and, of course, um, auditions and, and news of ticket sales for Constellations will all be done as event pages on um, BCT's Facebook page. So that, that and, and also also our website. But I think the websites, um, not as immediate it's more of a you know it gets changed maybe once a month or once every three weeks whereas the facebook gets uh, updated constantly with whatever right. the latest 
information is. And uh, so, yeah, they can find out what's going on this week for club night, this week for play reading, this week for whatever, and then go, yeah, I want to try that and RSVP and come along. Right. Thank you so much, guys. It was so great meeting all of you. And this was such a lovely conversation. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having thank, us, Amita. Thank you. Really enjoyed thank it. You. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Good luck with constellations and everything else. Take good care. Yeah, you, you too. too. Stay safe. Bye. Thank you. Bangkok Offstage is created, hosted, and edited by Gatakit Bunkan and Amitha Amranand. The intro and outro tracks are Quicksand by Wild Light and Probably Shunt by Jay Lang. <laughs>